Welcome to One Girl in All the World, a Buffy rewatch podcast where you watch each episode in order and discuss. I'm Ashley, Buffy super fan. I'm Kimmy, Buffy new fan. <laughs> Buffy newbie. Um, yeah, so this is welcome to our first official episode. We are going to be talking about episode season one, episode one, Welcome to the Hellmouth. And yeah, I figured since I started this kind of thing last time last episode i'm wearing another buffy shirt so if you are on youtube you can see it feels so underprepared with my non-buffy wardrobe it's a very uh it's a drawing of one character done by another character in the very last episode oh okay i feel like this my shirt is a throwback to the 90s though so i feel like there you go yeah Yeah, a lot of butterflies in this like first the first two seasons so (laughs) which were were cute in the very popular in the ni- late 90s, early 2000s. But yeah, so if you know the... I'll have to definitely... When we get to that episode, I definitely have to wear the shirt. It said it's in the last episode? It's the very last episode. Okay, that's going to be in a while. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. I might be on my like third version of this, like my third... <laughs> you know, I'm going to have to rebuy it a few times. It's going to be a while. I'll just have to rotate through all my Buffy shirts. How many Buffy shirts are there out of curiosity? Or are we saving that? Is that like a secret? So well, we right now I have, <laughs> well, it probably will change as we go on because, you know, this will take a while. <laughs> but I have a sweater and three t-shirts. Okay. I feel like I have to is get that, at least one Buffy item of clothing before the end of this podcast. Is that it? I think that's it. I might have some buried other places, but yeah. Okay. So, uh, yes. <laughs> now I'm unsure, but I, I know I know for sure. I'm, there might be a <laughs> few more but anyway that's my buffy fit check for this episode speaking of that if we are we're on itunes currently so we if we as we expand that or if we expand that we'll we'll let you know here and then we're also on youtube so if you like to put a face to the name and you want to watch us record you can do it there so you can listen to the episode and also watch us record it and that was really fun editing that the first episode in for the youtube version so that so was glad fun. that is all you that's yeah, yeah. It does. ashley basically does everything and i just i show up and i I'm cute. I'm cute. You just get to enjoy the show. (laughs) That's right. This is great. We are dealing with Welcome to the Hellmouth today, which is the first episode of the first season. And we talked a little bit, before we get into the actual episode, we talked a little bit last episode in our like intro episode about how the first season has 12 episodes. The first season has 12 episodes because it was a mid-season replacement. And I was wondering what show it had replaced on the WB. Uh Uh-oh. Because the WB, it was a really new network then. I mean, it blew up throughout oh, yeah. the years. Buffy I was on that. it. Yeah, I mean, it was like the hottest thing to watch. It was yeah. the hottest channel for like teenagers, and early 20s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at that point, it was still extremely new. And they were trying to find like good shows and everything. So the show that got canceled was called Savannah. And I actually had heard of it. Now, when I looked it up, I was like, oh, I think I maybe have seen an episode of this in the, not when yeah. it was airing, but like on the, like, you know, at some point pat in the past. Um, and it was basically about three girlfriends who live in Savannah, Georgia, and basically just like, you know, their lives. And they're all like three very different characters, and they're all mm-hmm. best friends. And then it's like, you know, just what's happening in their lives. And it lasted two seasons. So apparently, it was like a huge hit the first season. And then the second season, they like apparently had a lot of creative problems, and it got canceled. Oh, sure. Like halfway through the season. Yeah. And then wow. okay. Buffy was the replacement for the rest of the season, which okay. was a great move for the WB because Buffy is one of the biggest shows that was on WB for all these years. huge, yeah. Yeah. And it went on forever, yeah. Yeah, so um, it was on the WB until season five. That was just a little backstory on 
the sh- this season, and uh, I didn't know that. I knew it was a mid-season replacement. That's, like, very common knowledge, Buffy knowledge, but I just wanted to be curious what show took it, like, what show it had replaced. So, but now we can get into the actual episode. And so the air date for Welcome to the Hellmouth was March 10th, 1997. So that's why every year, like, March 10th is Buffy Slay Day. So it's like (laughs) people post things. uh, And that's when we actually announced the premiere date of our podcast on March 10th. Because I was like, it's coming up. I'm just going to wait until uh, we get to Slay Day. That's a big day in the Buffy community every year. Um, and so it was written by Josh Whedon, who is the creator. He writes a lot of the hu- the big episodes, and obviously the first one is a pretty big one. And it was directed by Charles Martin Smith. And so I'm going to read the synopsis for each episode. We're going to get a feel of how we're going to like go through these episodes, what we're going to include and what we're not going to include. So the first season, maybe even, we'll, we'll, we're still going to try to figure out like how we want to address uh, the podcast episodes and the Buffy episodes. I liked. I like to hear about when it aired. Who was? Because then you can like say, "Where was I in my life?" This episode and the next episode, "The Harvest," was originally shown back to back. Oh, okay. And that's oh. why they did the to be continued. To be continued. Because that never happens. Really again. bothered me. I texted Ashley last night, and I'm like, "Why is it to be continued?" <laughs> like, yeah. I need to know what happens next. And she's like, "You have to wait." <laughs> uh, yeah. So on TV, if you're watching it on TV when it aired, you went right into the next. Mm. The next episode but on the dvds and everywhere else it's been because it's not just one episode has two different titles and everything it's always been separated yeah Yeah. so we're gonna go that way the synopsis is picking up where the feature film left off which we know kimmy is a fan of buffy summers and her mom moved to sunny sunnydale california for a fresh start unaware of the evil lurking in this quiet suburb somewhat reluctant in her role as the slayer buffy quickly makes friends and enemies at her new school while also meeting her new watcher giles the mercurial school librarian, her new newly assembled team encounters the ever-abundant unearthly creatures in Sunnydale. Yeah. So I have a question. Sunnydale is a made-up place, correct? It is a made Okay. Woo! <laughs> We're jumping right in. There's a lot of debate about Sunnydale. <laughs> I want to hear it. Yeah. So Sunnydale is a made-up place. But... And people have scoured episodes. <laughs> Every, like unbelievable detail about where Sunnydale is and most people fall on the different sides of the fences on this most evidence but not all the evidence supports this says it's that it's um Santa Barbara oh really yeah there's also evidence that it is our very own Sunnyvale California okay uh which I like that one because that's where we live (laughs) yeah live i remember seeing that before i ever moved to california and i was like oh sunny sunnyvale california and like yeah it's like right in our backyard um there's also some yeah like north northern california santa barbara mostly and then like other things in like northern california there was like one like over in east bay because like anytime they look at a map or anytime they say anything about distances like for example in this episode we'll get to where buffy says when Giles says, do you know anything about this town? And she says, I know it's two hours on the freeway from Neiman Marcus. So there's your first, like, clue that you could put on a list. I did hear her say that. Yeah, like, so stuff like that. Like, that is somewhere that people people have looked into that. (laughs) Okay, Uh, There's, we'll go through, like, as I see them, like, as we we go through, like, where people, like, honestly, really care about where Sunnydale is. Yeah. Um, the I school, see. Sunnydale High School, is Torrance High School in Torrance, California. 
Oh, really? Okay, yeah. that's cool. And I've been there. And oh. I've took pictures in front of it. Like in the, the rail where Xander hits, you know, falls over the railing on his skateboard. I've, I've taken in front of that and taken a picture. I have to go back. I haven't been in a while and I'm in the area all the time. So I do need to go back, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. But <laughs> I'm already talking about things in the episode and we haven't started yet. There's a lot of evidence that it's Santa Barbara and then okay. north of that in our area. Um, so, yeah, and obviously she started out in L.A. So she did go north of north of L.A. with her mom. Right, okay. Okay, so, yeah, so Sunnyvale is supposed to, Sunnydale. I'm probably going to mix that up a few times. I always have, I'll talk, be talking about Sunnyvale. I'll say Sunnydale. I mean, <laughs> that's not real. That's not a real place. Supposed to be just a little nowhere kind of town. Okay. Uh, which none of the places that it's supposed to be are, but that's kind of the... The, the, the feeling you want to get. It's a very small suburb. Okay. So, okay. So we start out with this kind of montage because there's a lot of lore with Buffy. And especially if you didn't watch the show, I mean the movie, sorry. There's a lot of lore that goes into it. Like a lot of history and like mm-hmm. destiny and, and duty and all this stuff. So they kind of do a little start thing here. There's a montage and it's a, and it, there's a voiceover saying, in every generation, there is a chosen one. She alone will stand against the vampires, the demons, and the forces of darkness. She is the slayer. So it kind of tells you that Buffy is a slayer and she slays these supernatural things right off the bat. Because there's a lot of exposition in this episode and the next episode where it's all laid out for you. What a slayer is, what a mm-hmm. watcher is, what the hell mouth is. Like, there's a lot to learn about the world. Mm-hmm. already um they kind of set it up for that first thing we actually have is the school at night and there's like two teenagers, teenagers. basically i think <laughs> he says that he's used to go there so he's probably 1920 whatever 18 1920 and so they break into the school at night and he's obviously like hey i'm gonna show you this cool rooftop you can see the whole town he's obviously trying to get her in there for some funky business <laughs> and she's like oh no she's like she's the blonde like the typical like would die in a horror movie <laughs> which is why they wanted buffy to be blonde because they wanted her to like be that the who you would expect to just die in a horror movie right away which is funny because that's basically other than this is what sam richard geller did in the 90s was be killed by serial killers <laughs> killed by people <laughs> Like in uh, Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So these two teenagers come in there. He's trying to like get, you know, get it on with her. She's kind of creeped out about the school. And do you hear that? No, I don't hear anything. We shouldn't be in here. Like she's very timid and like like worried about being in the school. Surprise. It turns out that this blonde girl is a vampire and she bites the guy. Yeah. It was a good distraction method because I was just like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and that was exactly what you were supposed to feel. I assumed that some vampire was going to come out of, like, the shadows and, you know, or, or something he, else or was going to happen. Or he was the vampire. Or he was the vampire, yeah. yeah. Definitely not her. It wasn't going to be her. Yeah, but, and that's yeah. exactly the kind of, like, turning that kind of stereotype of, like, the blonde, yep. innocent, young girl, whatever, in horror movies, like, on its head, which is what yep. kind of, like, the initial idea for Buffy was yeah. before everything else came along. That worked well. Yeah, so we... She bites him. Oh, gosh. And then we go to the first opening credits. So the theme song is by Nerf Herder, is the band. And uh, Joss Wheaton says that he found the band because they were looking for, they had somebody compose something and it just wasn't working. And so they were like looking for bands, relatively unknown bands. Buffy, the show has really been a champion of like unknown bands. There's only been a few people on there that are like were known by the time that they were on the show. Hmm. 
Okay. Michelle Branch makes an appearance. And everyone knew who Michelle Branch was at that point. Like, she was pretty, oh, really yeah. popular. But, like, other than that, it's always been, like, really, like, they've given a lot of bands a leg up. I do like the theme song. Like, it even carries over, like, I'd say into today. It's, like, it's just, it's good, solid. Yeah, it is. So, Allison Hannigan suggested Nerf Herder to him. Oh. And that's how he came on to the, to the band. And then cool. they got a pretty good gig getting paid every Definitely. time it plays. So good for them, for Nerf Herder. Um, so the iconic Buffy theme, we see it. And then we get the credits. And obviously it runs through everyone that's going to be on the show. Sarah Michelle Geller as Buffy. And then Nicholas Brendan as Xander. Allison Hannigan as Willow. Charisma Carpenter as Cordelia. And Anthony Stewart Head as Giles. Not one of these names is normal. I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're right. I never really thought about that. Giles is actually, that's his last name. So he has, like, his name's Rupert, which we will that's come to find out. also still not super it's very normal. British. Very British. Not common, yeah. No, it's a very British name, though. Um, I don't think I've met a Rupert. <laughs> no, but I think it, definitely his generation of England would probably be a lot more Rupert. And Willow is, like, my favorite name. If I ever, like, had a kid... And it was a girl. Willow would be the name. That's I've a pretty always, name. I love the name Willow. I love the quirky names that. Yeah. And they just continue, really, like crazy names in this show. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So we see, like, all these little bits and pieces of season one that we're going to see. Then we come in back into the show and we are in what we will discover is Buffy's bedroom. And she's in bed, tossing and turning, having a nightmare. So in the dream or the nightmare, we see, like, all these different images flash. Mm-hmm. I just wrote a few of them down. Blood. A lair with candles and people walking around with torches, a graveyard, a statue, a vampire with his arms like spread open, mm-hmm. um, kind of in like a crucifixion pose, cross necklace, and what looks like kind of like zo- zam- zombie vampires, like kind of just like walking, like very Walking Dead, not the Walking Dead, sure the Walking Dead, but Night of the Living Dead is what yeah. I was okay. That's what I saw there. And then the vampire that you see a few frames earlier, like turns his face to her. And scares her awake. She's awake and her mom is telling her to get ready for school because it's going to be your first day and you don't want to be late. Mm-hmm. And you can see around her bed, there's like, obviously that, well, she said it's her first day, but it's obviously that Boxes. Yeah, there's boxes and they've moved. So then we get to Sunnydale High School, which, like I said, is Torrance High, Torrance High School in Torrance, California. And uh, Buffy's mom drops her off and telling her, like, don't worry, you'll have good, you'll make friends and try not to get kicked out, which is, right, you know, right? <laughs> Just nicely dovetails with the with the movie. Right. Because Buffy gets kicked out of her school at the end of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie. She heads into the school, and then we switch, and we meet our, like, first secondary, not really secondary, but the second character that we meet, uh, Xander, who's riding through the crowd on a skateboard. Mm-hmm. And I in the commentary, it was funny because Joss Whedon said, like, this is the only time in the whole show Xander rides a, a skateboard. Oh, really? Yeah, because it was like really hard to shoot. It was expensive to shoot because you have to use a track, like a dot, like a track. Like yeah, a dot. Okay. You have to put a track down and everything. Okay. And they didn't have any money. Everything they wanted to do, they didn't have the money for it. Mm-hmm. So he's like, once we like did that, we were like, yeah, we're not doing that again. It took too much time. It was cool but, though. Yeah, it was. It's a good introduction to Xander. And they said they like, like you'll see it in his hand a few more times just to be like ease it out <laughs> okay <laughs> because you know it would be weird if he rode that and then you ne- literally never saw never him saw it again, again. Yeah. so you do see it here and there but he that was that was a one-time thing for xander's character um but he sees buffy walking up the stairs and he's immediately immediately smitten with her love and at first sight. yeah i love at first sight and he slams into the railing and goes under goes under the railing <laughs> yeah and i think he said that um nicholas brenda did that stunt 
That was him doing that stunt. So, so yeah. So, right after that, we meet our next main character, which is Willow, mm-hmm. which obviously Xander and Willow know each other. And he asks help, help with homework. And, you know, they're kind of just chit-chatting about school. So, then they both walk in and they meet another character named Jesse, which obviously is, like, seems like a close friend of Xander. Mm-hmm. And they immediately start talking about the new girl, like, how hot she is and, like, <laughs> what do you know about her? Nothing. And not much. Yeah. Not much, but they're intrigued, for sure, about this new blonde, blonde bombshell. <laughs> Let's enter the villa. Let's enter Dice. <laughs> you watch Love Island. You'll appreciate that. And then we get to uh, Principal Flutie's office. Now, I'm going to come back to the scene when we talk about the unaired pilot. We'll go at the end. We'll talk about the unaired pilot, like the differences and stuff. But this person was not originally cast as Principal Flutie and who was oh. I actually wish they would have kept because actually an actor that I like have seen in everything and he's so funny and I just maybe it was a scheduling conflict I don't know because he was so great Buffy's in the principal's office and you know just being onboarded for her first day and the teacher the principal sorry is very much like rips up her transcripts and is like you get a fresh start here in Sunnydale we don't care what you did. And then he kind of actually looks at her current transcript and sees that she... <laughs> and then he's like, just kidding. Burnt down the gym at her old school. <laughs> and he starts taping it back together. And, <laughs> and, you know, being like, oh, yeah, this is interesting. And she tries to explain. She's trying to be like the cool principal, but that's a little excessive even for him. Yeah. And he says, oh, the kids call me Bob. And she's like, Bob. He's like, but they don't. <laughs> Like, the, the kids are free to call me Bob. That's what he says. The kids are free to call me Bob. And she's like, Bob. He's like, but they don't call me Bob. <laughs> so he is, yeah, he definitely wants to be, like, down with the kids and, like, want him to trust him and come in and talk to him. And he wants to yeah. be, like, cool with them. And he never, I don't think he ever really it's gets not really there. working. No. No. Nope. So basically, he kind of tells her without telling her, you've got to, like, watch, watch it. Even though he's like, we wouldn't, other schools would tell you to watch your back. But we're not going to say that. And he's very, like, you know, like, looking out of the side of his eye at her. Um, and she tries to explain why she burned down the gym. It was because it was full of vampires. Asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That was really funny, actually. I mean, because, yeah, what are you going to say? That's such an awkward position to be in. Yeah. Like, she's like, I was trying to save the entire school. Like, what did you expect me to do? It was full of vampires. Asbestos. I mean, asbestos. <laughs> and uh, so it's not starting off, like, strong with her history following her. From L.A. Yeah, so we get into the hallway, and Buffy is kind of, like, frazzled. She's holding her bag, and someone runs into her, and she drops all of her crap all yeah, over the floor. This is, this is actually my favorite scene. Is it your favorite scene? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and Xander is kind of walking ahead and sees us, and he's like, ooh, golden opportunity to talk to the new girl. Yep. And he walks up to her to help her pick up her stuff, and he says, can I have you? <laughs> <laughs> and she's, like, a little stunned. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, who's this dork? Who's this doofus? Because he, he does come across that way. Yeah. yeah and does. it's funny. I thought of you when I heard that line again, because it made me think of Casper. It oh, led, yeah. led me to say, can I keep you? Right. Yes. And I didn't know why, but it just like. That was cute. It's yeah. close to it, the yeah. line. So it made me think of Casper. Can I keep you? <laughs> they just meet and he just kind of asks her like, you know, like she's a new girl and she kind of like is distracted, obviously, and runs off. Xander is like, oh, <laughs> I made such a dummy of myself and first impression was not good. And then he finds her steak. A steak, yes. This was, I love this part because it's just like one of the things that she kind of struggles with is not being able to tell people stuff. 
And then, so this is for me, like, at least, uh, this was like foreshadowing, like, okay, like he's seeing the stake, like what else is going to play out from this? Like, it's just, it's almost like a, you know, a nice hint of what's to come. Yeah. So he finds the, you forgot your, uh, stake and he just holds <laughs> it. So it's like, oh, she's gonna have to do some explaining yep. when that comes back around. Yeah. Um, and it's funny when she was in the principal's office of writing a little bit, when she like kind of was just like, oh, it's full of vampire. And then she stops herself. I feel like everything's still so new to her. I don't know if it should go one way or the other. I don't know if she should be so aware of what she's saying because of like not to say the wrong thing. Yeah. Or she's just so loose. She's a little bit loose lipped about it. Like she kind of has to catch herself a lot more. And that that doesn't, that definitely goes away as the years go on. Yeah. I think like um, for the, pilot episode at least and like I said I, I haven't seen a lot of this show but it's just like she doesn't strike me as someone super guarded super I don't know if careful is the right word but yeah so just having to do this is just kind of like it's hard for her because she's just used to being able to be herself yeah I think she's still very much the Buffy from the movie at yeah. this point mm-hmm. like she's I mean she's been through a, becoming the Slayer has like rocked her entire world changed her whole life yeah but there's more like crazy things that happen to her along the way mm-hmm. that make her guarded. Yeah. Make her very much guarded. Yeah. She's like, going to have to be. That, um, for yeah. better or worse. Mm-hmm. And that's actually like a storyline later on. So, mm-hmm. you know, it is interesting here to go back for me and see how she is in the beginning. Like she's mm-hmm. much, even though she's had a serious, serious life change. Yeah. One that we couldn't even contemplate because, you know, yeah. if you made this happen to me tomorrow, I'd be like, oh my God, your entire worldview is completely... <laughs> Obviously, you know, but she's still pretty like lighthearted, mm-hmm. you know, she has moments of where like it's serious. Like, we kind of get the seriousness of being a slayer in this, even this episode, but she's still pretty She tries to keep the humor in it, keep her, yeah, her spirit in it. Yeah. So then we're finally in class and she's in there <laughs> and the teacher is talking about the black death slash oh, the yeah. black plague. <laughs> and um, she's talking about like something in the textbook and so the girl next to her offers her textbook to look in on it and um we find out that is cordelia who comes to be known as cordy so that's probably i'll probably refer to her as cordy but it's cordelia and you can tell right away she's like the cool girl at school Mm -hmm. and you know she says she like would die to live in la she's like oh you're the new girl you're from la right and she would like die to live in la and she's like Definitely because Buffy's from L.A., she definitely feels like she's worthy to bring into her group. Yep. And then she has, like, does her has her do this coolness test. <laughs> so ridiculous. And it, it was yeah. weird because most of it I got. But then when they did the, like, I'm remembering back, like, they said, like, John Tesh. And I was like, who is that? I don't even know. Yeah, who. I didn't know who that was. So I Googled it, and it's, like, a TV presenter slash, like, pop music composer. Okay. And I'm like, okay, I get the reference now, but why would he be the devil? I tried to look in like that time frame like the late 90s like what was he up to like did he do something mm-hmm. was there some kind of controversy did he get like do a like a flop of something a gaffe what was it like why would he be the devil i didn't figure it out so oh, like, really? let us know if you know like why he would be like i figured out who he was but if he why he would be regarded as the devil <laughs> i don't know <laughs> uncool <laughs> maybe like he just wasn't cool yeah i really don't know but yeah, apparently that's not good if you like John Tesh in the late 90s <laughs> and if you're a teenage girl. Yeah. 
So that was something that I looked up because I had heard that line all the time, but I never was like, I don't know who that is. But I'm deep diving. I also love how, like, Cordelia, Cordelia is so nice to Buffy, but then you quickly realize, like, it's, I don't, I don't want to say fake nice, but it's just, like, she's only nice to certain people. Like, she definitely has, like, a specific friendship she wants out of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, if, you do, if you don't provide that, you quickly become her enemy, which we, yeah. we see. Um, yeah, so she's walking, doing the coolness test, and they run into Willow, which is exactly what you're talking about. Willow's drinking at the water fountain, and she's just, like, turns into this horrible, horrible person. She's so mean. I was like, what the heck? Damn, yeah. girl. Basically telling Willow to get out of the way because she wants to use the water fountain and, like, making fun of her clothes, saying she saw the softer side of Sears. That's so mean. Which I remember that being, like, a thing. The I mean, side my of mom Sears. definitely bought me stuff from Sears when I was in high school. <laughs> Who didn't? Like, come on. I mean, I don't – it's not the worst outfit I, Willow ever wears because she wears some, like, she she has her own fashion sense after this. fashion, yeah. She definitely, pretty much immediately, her clothes change in the show. Like, she has, like, a really wild style. And this is not that. This is, like, <laughs> none. Nuns are us. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's not not gonna, it's not great. But uh, yeah, she's just so mean about it. Yeah. And Buffy immediately is like, "Oh," huh, huh, and then like you know, like yikes. See her reaction, and she doesn't like it. She's yeah. like people being mean to other people. Yeah. So I say like Cordy's my notes here. Cordy's kind of like true personality is revealed in that moment. Very I think quickly. She kind of like hangs on for a little bit, but like you know, that's her. Like you believe it. You believe it that that's her. It wasn't like just a. A moment, because everybody's had moments where they, like, fell short of their own. I was mean. You know what I mean? Like, I was mean and I shouldn't have been mean in that past or whatever to that person. I should have been not as impatient or whatever. That happens. We're all this humans, is, right? But, but this is just her. You believe that's Cordy. Yep. And it is. So, and she invites her to the bronze, which is, like, a big location in the show. And it's, like, a basically an underage, even though they hang out there after but they're not underage. It's basically, like, an underage club. Yeah. Like, you have a stage and everything, as we'll see. They have, like, bands there. You go there to hang out and drink or whatever. Drink up all, all kinds of different things. Like, <laughs> non-alcoholic and otherwise, because they're all yeah. underage when they go there. So she invites her to go there, and it's in the bad part of town. Half a block from the good part of town. <laughs> another, I love that. Yeah, another kind of nod to, like, trying to make Sunnydale very small and boring mm-hmm. and not really worth anybody's time like yeah. to visit or do anything like that and she also shows her the way to the library because buffy needs her own textbooks we get to the library and buffy is looking at the paper that's sitting out and like there's an article that's circled and it says local boys still missing so basically you know there's there's something afoot here we don't really know what it is yet but obviously there's stuff going on she gets startled by the librarian, and she wants some textbooks. And he introduces himself as Mr. Giles, and he it's like Miss Summers, so he's looking for her, and he goes behind and pulls out this huge <laughs> vampire book, um, vampire spelled with a Y, and just thubs it, thuds it down in front of her, and he his face is so giddy when he pulls this like book out. And he just throws it on the table. He's like, I'm so happy that you've come for this book. But of course, Buffy's horrified and doesn't want anything to do with it. So that's not what I'm no. looking for. And he's confused. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, but he's, oh, oh shit. Sorry. Like, sorry did I get that. the wrong girl? Should have show, shown you that. And then he just like, she runs out, runs out of the, uh, out of the library. Yeah. She just doesn't want to deal with this right now. 
or ever, preferably. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Uh, so then we go to the locker room, and there are girls talking shit about Buffy. And this is, like, this is, like, really a funny line that I had forgotten about. But one girl says, like, what kind of name is Buffy? And then a girl walks by her and says, hey, Aphrodisia. <laughs> All of their names are so funny. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like. Very interesting names. Yeah, yeah Aphrodisia is her name, but she's making fun of the name Buffy. When she, the girl opens, the other girl that she's talking to says, like, she, oh, I heard she got kicked out of school. She was starting fights and all this, and like, just spreading all these rumors, which are probably true, I guess. Yeah. Uh, she starts to open the locker, which we see a dead guy fell out of. But before yeah. that, as soon as she opens it, she says, I heard it from Blue. So there's somebody <laughs> walking around the, the school called Blue, apparently. So just the the, the weird name fest just continues. <laughs> just, just can't get enough of it. So a dead guy falls out of the locker and falls on her. And she's screaming her head off. Yeah. And uh, everyone's, you know, freaking out. And you can see pretty much right away that it's the boy that was bit in the beginning, in the opening mm -hmm. scene. Yeah, so, so that he, comes back around. That girl bit him and then stuck him in the locker. Willow's sitting there eating her lunch and Buffy comes up to her. And of course, with Willow earlier seeing Buffy and Cordelia together, she's on the, like, basically like a puppy rolling over and like, sur like on their stomach, like, oh, I'm, I'm surrendering, like, don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she's like, uh, submissive. Yeah. And it's like, oh, do you want me to move? Like, oh. And Buffy's just very like, let's start from the beginning and uh, asks her, introduces herself and asks her if she can, like, help her get caught up on homework. Yeah. You know, Willow's, like, smart uh, bookworm and stuff. So, and then Willow is very receptive to that, but also knows, like, you can't hang out with me and hang out with Cordelia at the same <laughs> yeah, time. Exactly. Like, this isn't going to work out These two for groups you. don't mix. It's not going to work out for you. They're kind of talking about that and meeting in the library, which Buffy doesn't want to do. And here we find out that Giles is, the librarian, is new, new to town. And he has all these, like, kind of rare books and everything. And mm -hmm. she's imme immediately, of course, suspicious. I mean, the vampire book probably <laughs> tipped her off first. But yeah. she, it is more, like, plenty in that he has a lot. He's got something to do with all of this. Yeah. And she's all this, hoping she'd get a break. The Slayer stuff that he's yeah. involved. Jesse and Xander come over and he returns the steak. And she's like, oh. <laughs> uh, I love when he says you're, you're uh, only thing I think of is that you're building a, a really tiny fence or small fence. <laughs> and she takes it and says it's for self-defense. So she like quickly puts that to. Not weird at all to carry around a steak for self-defense. Well, haven't you heard, Kimmy, like pepper spray is so passe. <laughs> so this is the cool yeah. new thing. Okay. Right. other kids are doing and they like want to know all about her and she's like uh how about no because yeah, no. i have a lot to hide <laughs> please don't <laughs> investigate me cordelia comes over and says that you won't be me jim is canceled you won't be meeting coach coach foster i think is what she says the woman with the chest hair because of the extreme dead tie in the lock in in cora's <laughs> locker <laughs> Right. The extreme dead guy and the, <laughs> the, with the chest hair, how she like gestures with her hand to like her chest. <laughs> the woman with the chest hair. <laughs> she does it so well, that line. I just love it. And of course, Buffy's slayer senses are tingling and wants to know about the body, how mm. he died. Are there marks? And everyone's horrified that she's asking these questions. <laughs> About this dead guy that's on so campus. So morbid. The new girl is so morbid. Yeah. And Cordelia's like, ew. Like, already kind of starting to be like, 
Yeah. Mm. I don't know I about don't know this girl. Here. I don't know yep. about this girl. She's been hanging out, caught her hanging out with the the low lowlifes. <laughs> also, she's asking about, are there any marks on this dead body? So she's like, ew. Buffy just gets up and was like, I, I have to go. We know she's going to go investigate the body. So She has to, she has to sneak out and <clears throat> investigate. Yeah. So she goes back to the library. And this is my favorite scene. Because there's so much exposition. And it, like, is the first, like, connection, I guess. Loose, like, light. But, lo- like, first connection between... Giles and Buffy, which is, like, one of my favorite relationships in the show. Yeah. She confronts him, like, hey, like, there wasn't supposed to be vampires here. I'm retired. I'm not interested in being involved in my, like, sacred duty and yeah. stuff that I've been chosen do for. Don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Been there. Slayed that. Not interested. <laughs> He's, of course, like, no, well, you know, you... You're the chosen one. You're the chosen one. You need to do this. He says this um, line, or well, it's a bit of a, his little speech. And also there's exposition. There's so much exposition here about like how a vampire kills you versus turns you, the hell mouth, what a watcher is, what a slayer is. That's why I like the scene so much. Because it really like starts getting all the like world building going. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like after the scene, you know so much more about the world that they live in than you did before. He says, will he, I think he says, will he, will he rise again? Which usually isn't what they say from here on out. They use the term turned. Obviously, they're figuring out the Buffy speak. Because there's a lot of Buffy speak. Like, like words that they made up for Buffy and stuff. And right. when he asks her, will he rise again? And she's like, no, you have to suck their blood. They have to suck your blood. It's a whole sucking thing. <laughs> I don't really know how she knows that he didn't suck anybody's blood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. she wasn't there. She didn't see him be killed. But then I think to another scene way, way later in the last season where she just looks at a vamp, or she looks at a dead body and knows it's going to turn. Mm. And nothing is said about it. Okay. Um, she doesn't explain why. So maybe there's something that I just... She has some sort of Buffy super spidey sense. Yeah, maybe she does. So please, if there's something that I've missed in the whole show, let me know uh, about how she can just on sight know if someone's going to turn or not. She didn't see them being bitten. She didn't see whether they were turned or not. That was something that I was like, hmm, how does she know he's not going to turn? She's like, no, he's just a dead guy, and that's fine, I guess. <laughs> and then he says, like, do you think it's a coincidence you being here? He has this whole, like, destiny thing. Like, her at this point, obviously her being the Slayer, but her coming to the town at this point in her life. And she doesn't want to, like, be involved in any of it. One thing that I noticed when Giles is talking to Buffy, when he has all the books in his hands, the book on top... Because this is something I always wanted to see, like what they're holding, what's in the background, what's on the shelves. He's holding a book called The Legend of the Seventh Virgin by Eleanor Alice Burford. And it was published in 1965. And it's basically like a haunted mansion, a haunted house book. Interesting. There were like nuns living there and something happened in the house. And like it was a nunnery at one point and something happened. And then this like new generation of people move in and... It's a housekeeper or something like that. I can't remember. But, like, stuff happens in the house. Um, And it, like, starts again in the house. So that's interesting that they chose to put that book on top. And it's kind of like a haunted haunted house book. He kind of says one of his famous, like, speeches. He's like, you're the slayer. In each generation, a slayer is born. One girl in all the world. Ooh, our name. Mm -hmm. Chosen one. One born with the strength and skill. The strength and skill to hunt the vampires. To stop the spread of their evil. Blah, blah, blah. I've heard it. Okay. And then, of course, Buffy comes in and she's like, I've heard this speech. I've had a watcher before. Um, And he also says, like, what do you know about this place? Sunny, Sunnyvale. I almost said, I said, Sunnydale? (laughs) God. I always do this. I'm sorry. If I say Sunnyvale, I mean Sunnydale. 
oh, living on the hell mouth, it just makes you, you know what I mean? It affects my <laughs> brain too. You know, I don't know where I'm at and I'm the hell mouth. But he says, you know, there's a history of this place. I've been, there's a steady stream of odd occurrences. This area has mystical energy, like things come here that the supernatural and evil things are drawn to this area. Yeah. And he doesn't use, we know that it's the Hellmouth. Angel kind of talks about that a little bit later, but he says the mouth of hell. The word Hellmouth hasn't been used yet. So I'm a little bit, like, it's not really spoilerly, but he's saying there's something not special. There's something interesting about Sunnydale where things come here. She's like, oh, whatever. The Neiman Marcus comment about, like, it's two hours on the freeway from Neiman Marcus. She's not interested in all the things. And then we kind of expand the universe, too, because he talks about zombies, werewolves, and all this other stuff that's not just vampires. That these are all real. You know, he says, like, everything that you were scared of, like, that you ever dreaded under your bed is real. And she's like, well, I only deal with vampires and I'm retired. So (laughs) that's great. You deal with your werewolves yourself. And then also he, she says, why don't you kill him? And... He's like, I'm the watcher. And they and she's like, they watch. But you kind of get like what a watcher is. It's like basically they're a slayer's guide, trainer, mentor through their training and like getting emotional their... support friend. Yeah. And that's what he's supposed to be there for. He's not supposed to be doing the slaying. She really, when he says he needs to prepare her, she gets really upset. This is the first time she gets really like most before this, it kind of seems like an inconvenience, this whole thing. Like, oh. Like, vampires, like, man, like, this is supposed to be happening here. Like, I'm just done with this. And then she really gets upset because you kind of, like, get all the emotion and everything she went through in the movie mm-hmm. about getting kicked out of school, losing her friends. Yeah. Like, basically, her mom was forced to kind of, like, give them a new start. Yep. She was basically forced to, like, leave the area yeah. because Buffy was just too notorious at that point for everything with everything she did. Not being able to let people in, not being able to tell people who she really is, or even her own mother, yeah, um, had to isolate herself. She's telling him, like, I've already done all that. I've already experienced all that. You're not going to be able to do anything for me. So, and then, you know, she walks out and... I don't think this done is done very well. I'm going to be honest. When Xander comes out from the stacks and says, What? Yeah. Him saying what? It's, like, it's a, it's yeah, it's a little minimal, but again, it's like a throwback to when he found the stake in the backpack, and it's just like more. Yeah, I just feel like I feel like I can't remember now, but I feel like I liked it better done how it was done. Whatever he said uh, in the unaired pilot it was a little bit different. I can't okay. remember now, but I think I liked it better. I just feel like even if he had just looked at like come out and been like. Like, just stunned instead of saying what. Yeah, I just, so like, even it's the way he said it. Like, I just didn't like the way it was acted. Okay. Sorry. I just, I like, I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying. I, I just, I liked the, I liked the cheesiness a little bit, though, just in contrast to, like, what she was just experiencing. So it was just kind of, like, lightening the mood a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No, yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> Xander's, like, now been, like, what are these two talking about? Yeah, he's really starting to get into it now. He's like, okay, the steak... And this, mm, Xander's not the <laughs> brightest. The no. <laughs> Xander's not the brightest character in the show. Um, so, but, you know, even him, he can put he's, two and two he's together. He's picking something up. Even he's... though he thinks they're both insane. Well, who wouldn't? I mean, yeah. Buffy runs out into the hallway. Giles follows her. It's a fine line with Buffy and Giles, especially in the early seasons, mm-hmm. where she's 16 years old. He's f- late 40s, maybe. Yeah. And he's her teacher, and he's, like, really, like, up on her in the hallway. 
And, like, Josh Wheaton always said, like, they had, like, tried to keep six feet in between them because it looked creepy. Yeah. It looked inappropriate. Yeah. And, like, so they said, like, always trying to, like, keep them six feet apart. Hmm. Uh, which is hard where, like, you're acting and you're, like, uh, you know what I mean? And you're trying to, like, get into it and everything. But, like, it yeah. looks gross in the hallway and stuff when he's, like, <laughs> too close to her. And he's kind of, like, mo- like, kind of not grabbing her, but, like, you know, trying to get her attention and stuff. And, yeah. like, an outsider's perspective would be, like, It'd be weird. Wow. The teacher. What the, what's going on with the teacher? Yeah. He basically says something's going to happen and it's going to happen soon. And you came here for a reason. And she says, it's a sunny, Sunnydale. Like, always underestimating Sunnydale in the beginning. Uh, everyone. Like, it's supposed to be this really downplayed place. Sleepy town. Yeah. And, like, how much bad evil can there be? And then you kind of, like, go under the high school area. Dun, dun, and, dun. Yeah. And you're like, oh, what's down here? It's like some underground lair. That we notice that we looks familiar from Buffy's dream. And yeah. there's like a vampire praying to a pool of blood. And he says, mm. the sleeper will wake. Yeah. So obviously they're like waiting for something to happen in this pool of blood. It's like they're conjuring things. Yeah. And so we don't know what it is though. Nope. So we kind of fast forward through the day. Buffy's done with school. She's at home picking out her clothes for the bronze. She's going to go to the bronze. This part was, this part was funny. <laughs> And she's holding up two outfits. <laughs> two very like, different outfits. I am an enormous slut. And would you like a copy of The Watchtower? And apparently it was a battle to keep slut in. Because they WB did not want the word slut in. Okay, I um, And then, if people don't know, I didn't have to look this up because I knew this. Like, The Watchtower is the magazine that Jehovah, Jehovah Witnesses give out when they come oh, to yeah. your door. Yeah. So it was very, like, mo- I mean, modest isn't even... <laughs> It doesn't. I don't know why she even had that in her closet. To be honest, yeah, it doesn't look like anything Buffy wears it's in the entire style show. She it's, it's like a really frilly, floral, big collar. Something I would wear. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I mean, like the other outfit too, like the like leather leatherish looking thing. That's not super her either. Like she's kind of even keeled in the middle almost. At yeah. least in the first episode. Yeah, I think that's why she says like I used to be so good at this. Yeah, because like mm-hmm. she's not like that person anymore they could just be like oh she doesn't worry about like worrying about i mean she does still but like clothes aren't her number one priority anymore yeah so she's finding it hard to like get back into that social things that people think about that when and that's like that's the thing too like i feel like with this outfit choice they're also kind of pointing out in this show like it's hard enough being a 16 year old girl just in general with all of your normal 16 year old girl things but having all of that on top of it is just so I feel like they did a little bit of a nod there to her just trying to, like, find some normalcy. Yeah, be normal. Like, yeah. that's, like, a theme in this whole show is Buffy yeah. trying to, like, have some kind of normal life mm-hmm. amongst all this. And sometimes she does it more successfully than others. <laughs> Usually not. Yeah. Because how can you, really? Out of her control. Instead of It's like a battle she always fights. Yeah. Trying to be normal. Well, maybe you just aren't. Yeah. And that's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she always is yeah. trying to just, just be normal. She wants it so bad, though. <laughs> yeah, she does. Her mom comes in, <laughs> and she says, oh, I'm going to a club. I'm like, I couldn't just show up at, in my bed and say, I'm going to a club. I'm 16. Like, my mom wouldn't have been like, okay. Oh, okay. My mom, actually, I did do that when I was 16. My, my mom didn't care. <laughs> I mean, I would have been able to go if I had, like, asked, but I wouldn't okay. just be like, oh, it's night and I'm just going to leave the house. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. It just seemed weird to me. I love when she was like, would there be boys there? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Mom. It's a nun club. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the nun connection from she, the book. She is, she is very witty. 
Yeah, the writing on this show is top notch. <laughs> it's like the number one, like, best thing about this show is yeah. the writing. And it just gets stronger and stronger. And so she's like, okay, like, that's fine. And she's trying to, like, tiptoe around, like, parenting enough, but not too much. And, like, you know, those teenage years that parents have to deal with. Especially um, when your daughter burned down her high school. Yeah. She sure. definitely wants her to, st- they get off on the right foot in Sunnydale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now she's going to, like... Make it work with the gallery. Her mom opens is opening a gallery in Sunnydale. That's her mom's yeah. job. And uh, it's going to get it off her feet and make a good start for them. Buffy's on her way to the bronze. Didn't pick any of the outfits that she had. I like the outfits she picked, I, I do, but it wasn't it any cute. of her options. No. She, she went back to the drawing board, apparently. <laughs> yeah, so she notices somebody's following her. Yes, I like this part, too. And, I mean, this is an iconic scene. Yeah, And she goes so into great. leads this person into an alley, kind of disappears. And is like up on a, I don't know what the heck. It was like a pole going across like the alley. Flag pole without a flag. Uh, sideways flag yeah. pole. Yeah, I don't know. And she's like just doing like a handstand basically on it. And the Her person core muscles must be insane. Yeah, I mean, she's got slayer strength. <laughs> she can do whatever she wants. Uh, and she basically comes down behind the person and kicks them and like disarms them. And she like puts his, her... Uh, foot on their neck and we see it says guy hot guy he basically yeah david boreanis as angel is introduced which is like such a big deal if you've ever seen the show (laughs) he's a major major character yeah he kind of warns her that things are happening and that the harvest this is like something that something that's going to happen called the harvest is going to happen and he needs she needs to prepare yeah and he throws this box at her and it's a silver cross necklace and i just have my notes haha velvet blazer that velvet blazer <laughs> angel i don't think i noticed the his his face distracted me from the yeah. blazer, i guess <laughs> yeah that can happen oh believe me i was <laughs> angel <laughs> like, did you yeah. ever did you watch the bones no Okay, I never so really watched it. Yeah. Okay, and that, I do, yeah, I had a crush on him. He's, oh, I mean, who didn't? <laughs> I had a cardboard cutout of him in my bedroom. <laughs> That's so great. Okay. And I had it looking out over the street, which was probably real creepy for people. <laughs> like, I had it facing out my window. So when I'd come home, I'd see David Brown looking out my window, waiting, window for, waiting for me. He was waiting for you to come home every day. That's so great. And then he was joined by another cardboard cutout, which we will not see until season two. Oh, I have a feeling I know who you're talking about, though. (laughs) Yeah. I know who this is. My ultimate favorite character. She's very wary of this guy. He comes off... Intimidating. Very mysterious and intimidating. She's not having it. Doesn't like his vagueness and all that. His vibe is off. She's like, okay, well, now I'm going to the bronze. Now that I've gotten that, my hot guy encounter out for the... Over for the night. (laughs) And they go to the bronze. It's the first time we're at the bronze. And the band that is playing, the first band we see in the bronze is Sprung Monkey. That's the name of the band. And we hear some of their music later on. But mm-hmm. I think I think this is the only time you actually see them on stage, like the actual band. Buffy sees Willow sitting there in another stunner outfit. This also surprised me, though, because she just doesn't seem like the type to go to a club. Even show up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just true. Especially Willow, like early Willow. I would even be like awkward going to a club by myself and sitting at the bar by myself yeah super awkward not even meeting anybody there because she like doesn't even know if xander's showing up yeah she's hoping yes she doesn't know she gives her some 
dating advice. She says that her and Xander used to go out when they were five. <laughs> that was so cute. But broke up because he stole her Barbie. Yeah. So, you know, these Zerg. people, so that tells how long they have been friends. Yeah. Like, they've been friends, like, pre-kindergarten. And she's been pining after him ever since. Yeah. And I don't, like, she, I don't know if we really get that in this episode yet. I but. mean, as someone who hasn't really watched the show, that's how I took that. Well, good, because that's yeah. true. Okay. <laughs> she gives her kind of dating advice, because she says, like, she goes basically nonverbal around boys and tells her, like, you know, who cares if you, you know... If any if anyone knows about life is short, it's a slayer. Yeah. Um, even though she can't tell Willow that, so yeah. basically just go for it because who cares if this guy laughs at you? You could be dead tomorrow. And she's like, oh, that's, I like that. Such good advice. <laughs> you could be dead tomorrow. I like that. They're talking about that, and Buffy looks up and sees Giles hanging up <laughs> on the balcony. Like, creepy. What's this guy doing here? Oh, <laughs> uh, I know and love Giles because I know him, but like it's so creepy. Yeah, to be hanging out up there. At a teenager and, club. Yeah. And so she tells her she'll come back. She'll she'll come back. And it's so sad that Willow's like, <laughs> you don't have to. I was like, oh, girl. You don't have to call. Like, you know, people say that and they don't mean it. And it's it's okay. You know, and it's so sad. Yeah. Like, it just shows how worthless I think she thinks she is. Yeah. That this person is making an excuse to get away from her at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffy says, no, I'll come back. Um, so she goes up there to kind of confront Giles. And she even says, uh... Isn't it kind of skank? I think she, she's skanky. She's skanky. She does. Skanky yes. that you're hanging out with students and stuff. And, oh, yeah, I'm glad at least they called some attention to how weird it is. <laughs> and it continues to be weird for a while. He, she's kind of, and he says, oh, you think this is my idea fun? I'd rather be home with a cup of Broville. <laughs> Broville. Broville? And a good book. Yes. And for some reason, every time I watch this, I heard, like, rum or I heard some kind of, like, alcohol. Okay, so what is this Broville and it was, See, this is the... This is the watching with subtitles on that I was what I wanted to do oh, smart okay and I was like okay that's not alcohol so I googled it this is disgusting are you ready okay Bro- Bovril is a meat extract paste what made into a drink with hot water like mead meat no yeah but like back in the olden days isn't is that, that what they mead? made I think I that's how they know. made mead in the olden days oh okay. I could I be wrong I could be wrong okay I don't know that would um, be interesting Okay. That was just, like really like sold in the UK, which makes sense. I mean, he's from England. Meat, <laughs> meat paste drink. Ew. Giles, no, no. He kind of just good said tea. They wanted it to make it extra English, I guess. Like no one. I'm just like nobody would know what that was. No. no. Anyway, I learned something new, and that Giles likes this crap. Ugh, gross. <laughs> Uh, so they're talking, and then we go down back into the club, and Jesse is trying to, like, come on to Cordelia and get her to dance, and he's She's more nasty, nasty Cordelia. Uh, I mean, Jesse's a little so bit, mean. like... He's kind of not great. He's, like, just kind of, like, trying to be smooth, and he's, he's just, a, like... He's a little skeezy. I mean, I would tell him to go away, too. Yeah. But mm-hmm. she's mean anyway. Rejects him, and then he kind of is like, okay, I'm going to find somebody else. Now we're back up in the balcony, and... Giles is kind of telling her how she needs to be able to spot a vampire on sight and to like look out on the crowd and like see if you can if there's a vampire here right now. And she picks somebody out and based on their clothing, he's like, but you didn't hone, hone your senses. And she didn't, he's like, but you didn't hone. And uh, she's just, he's dressed like from like the seventies or something. So that's how she knows he's a vampire and sees that she's taught, he's talking to Willow. Yeah. Which is a problem because Willow's following her advice. Uh, Buffy just told her to do that. <laughs> Seize the day. Yeah. She's and now she's talking it. to someone that's going to kill her. Yeah. 
Um, so she runs off to try to save Willow. By the time she gets down there, they're gone. Well, she's 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 looking for them. And then we see Jesse has found someone to talk to, and we see that it's the girl from the opening scene. So the vampire that bit the guy, the dead the dead guy, the extreme dead guy in the locker. And we find out that her name is Darla. And like, what is her? Who is this actress in real life again? I can't remember her name. She's such a great pick for Julie this character. Julie Benz. Yeah. Okay. She's yeah. A, she was a great pick for this. Um, I yeah. love her voice. It just it suits it suits the character. Yeah, and that was like I think I've read like some stuff about her about how coming up with Darla and like how she wanted her to be like really like initially really like sweet and like her little sing song voice like nothing you know this girl couldn't do anything to you. Which she does. Get that across, I think. Then we go back to to this layer, this pool of blood layer, and this vampire is rising out of the pool of blood. It's the vampire that we see from Buffy's dream. So he's now out and he's being referred to as Master. He's weak. They're like helping him move. And basically they're saying he he needs needs to feed. Mm -hmm. He will be restored to full strength from the harvest. And, like, the, the CGI effect of him coming out of the blood is laughable. But it was 1997. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, it's 1997. So, for back then, yeah. for a TV show, not terrible. They wanted to do a practical effect where he actually came out of blood. But, like, he would just been, like, just, it would have won a one take. And if it didn't work, then they would have yeah. completely ruined the shot. And, like, so they did the CGI yeah. uh, to keep him clean. Obviously, this guy and all this is connected to what Angel was talking about, which we don't know his name yet. Technically, right. but his name yeah. is Angel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, And we see the vampire, the 70s vampire, who I think we later find out his name is Thomas, uh-huh. um, leading Willow through the graveyard, and they're supposed to go get ice cream. But he's like, oh, this is a shortcut. Oh, okay. Through the graveyard. Through Come the graveyard. on. She is apprehensive. Like, she's but not, she like, totally she follows him. She does. I think she's just, like, this is the only guy that's ever showed me any interest. Yeah, I'm not going to run I off at the first it. walk spooky walk through a graveyard and so they, they walk off into the graveyard and back at the bronze buffy is looking for willow and runs into to xander mm-hmm. and is like where's willow was willow and he basically is like oh, i don't know where she is like you know yeah. i don't know oh unless you have to like slay something or something like that and, <laughs> nice reference and she's like oh like how do you know and he's like i think you think all this yeah. like basically thinking that she's crazy yeah Things will turn a little bit. At least he believes that Willow is in danger for some reason, mm-hmm. whether it's actually from vampires, whatever. Yeah. Willow went off with some guy, and, she, and Buffy's worried. So yeah. whether the rest of this is all true isn't really on his – isn't a priority right now. He's, like, concerned that something's happening to Willow. So yeah. he kind of, like, I think shelves that conversation for now. <laughs> Thomas, or the 70s vampire, leads um, – Willow. Or tries to really – yeah, lead Willow into the crypt. But she's starting to get like she doesn't. She's like, no, this is she no. Yeah, I'm out of. I'm like, I want to. I'm want to go home now. And at that point, he just grabs her and throws her in. Yeah. So at least she didn't walk in there. Yeah. <laughs> Give her that. And she like wants to like get out, and he's like, you know, obviously mm-hmm. she wants to leave, and he's like, mm-hmm. no. And then Darla leads Jesse into the crypt, mm-hmm. and he's already been bitten, yeah. and he's kind of like woozy, and. <laughs> I laugh when Darla says, you're not leaving until we feed, and her face changes. Yeah, that was... Her, her vamp face. <laughs> it's early, okay, guys? It's early. The vamp face transitioned <laughs> much better throughout the years. I think this is why some people have a hard time getting through the first season. Uh, the effects, you know, it's a bit dated. It's so good. It's so yeah, good. Take it I with a grain, it. you know. Yeah. It, it made improves. me chuckle a bit, but yeah. Yeah. 
hang in there, it improves. <laughs> Buffy shows up and he starts fighting everybody. Here's another reference. She tells him about talking to Thomas about his outfit and tells him, you look like DeBarge. And okay. I had no idea who DeBarge was. I didn't pick up on that. Okay. And I looked him up and it's a um, a musical, like kind of like the Jackson 5, I think, like a, but mm. they were adults, like a musical, a family musical group. Um, in okay. 1979 to 1989, one of them was married to Janet Jackson previously, oh, okay. like an ex-husband of Janet Jackson. So they were just like a, a musical group. And I guess like in their time, like they just like really like from the 70s, yeah, 70s slash okay. 80s. So he looked like them. She stakes him and her and Darla fight while Xander gets everyone out, Jesse and, and okay. uh, Willow out of the, the tomb. And basically it's about to go down for Darla. There's going to be the end for Darla when, who we find out is Luke, who is the vampire that's kind of been kowtowing to the master, who was the one talking to the master. His name's Luke. And he shows up and is way stronger than the other vampires and, like, totally, like, kicks Buffy's yeah. butt. Yep. They're just fighting and she's barely holding her own. Mm-hmm. Like, every villain, they tell you what's going to happen. <laughs> they tell you their master plan. I mean, all the time. And he starts saying, like, after the harvest, again, like, the master will be free and basically, like, men are going to fall and, like, basically the undead the vampires are going to take over the planet. He's saying all this while he's beating the crap out of her. She gets thrown into this tomb. Yeah. Like, sarcophagus coffin thing with a dead yeah. body in there. Yeah. And he goes to bite her. Yep. And then... To, to be, be continued. continued. God, that killed me. Yeah. That was, I had that forgotten. Was I had forgotten that it ended up. I actually yeah, I texted you and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> well, I was gl- I was so glad to hear you say that. So that's the end of the episode. I was so glad to hear you text me that because people and you you know that you're already going to get into it because you watched it. I'm, I'm hooked already, though. I'm you're, hooked. Because people, I think, struggle with the first season. I don't think I'm going to struggle with the first season. Yeah. yeah. Some Some people like don't make it through the first season. They really want to watch it, but they just can't get through the first season. Okay. Oh, um, that's great. <laughs> that's good. That's good. You know, the ball is really rolling by, like, second season. Yeah. And, like, you know everybody better. You know the world better. And, like, it's a little bit less monster Most shows go through their growing pains. I always, the first three episodes, I never stop watching a show within the first three episodes. Same. That is when they get their... That's just how they get going. Like, it takes a few episodes to work out the kinks and kind of figure out the characters and, like, how things are going to go and people's voices. And so, yeah. Um, But, yeah, even just honestly, solidly, the first season is always just kind of like, how's this going to go? That is so funny you say that because I have the same rule. Yeah. You got to give it a If I'm interested in the show, I always give it three episodes. You have to. So funny. Yeah. So that is Welcome to the Hellmouth. We we already talked about our favorite scenes as we went through, but... Our favorite line. What was your favorite line? Um, shoot. I don't... Or I can go first know. if you want me to. Yeah, you're going to go first. Yep. yep. So when they're up in the balcony, Giles and Buffy, and he's like, you need to hone your senses. And like, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, over there, because of the way he looked. He's like, but you didn't hone. Like, I just, <laughs> it's so Giles. The Giles we know and love come to love. And um, I just, for that. And then the runner up was... Excuse me. I have to call everyone I've ever met right now. <laughs> that was really funny too. Yeah, and funny. I actually kind of we kind of went over we kind of glossed over that part while looking for Willow. Buffy attacks Cordelia, oh, yeah. thinking you know she surprises her and right. she has a stake. And she, I mean, then it's the end for Buffy. I feel like yeah. with Cordelia, the friendship is over. Though, yeah, like there's no way that Buffy's coming back <laughs> from this. 
Cordelia says that. I just so Cordelia. She is on now. She's ready to spread. You know, spread yeah. the news of Buffy and her yeah. craziness. This is what this is what people like Cordelia thrive on. Mm-hmm. I feel like I didn't get prepared with a favorite line. Um, okay. I'm gonna have to. I will be prepared for next week. Okay. I just thought like anything like Buffy's mom was just super cute. Anything she said was really funny. How she's yeah. just trying to like the nun club. <laughs> trying to be like Buffy said that. She was just trying to be so cute and nice, but also like, okay, but let's not screw this up. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, sweetie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Sweetie, basically. just like, don't make us move again, okay? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do my part and make sure we have like food on the table and like a roof over our head. Like, please don't burn down. Don't burn gym. things down. Don't yeah, do, not yeah, hard. please. Super not hard. Okay. And I think I want to like, eventually, we're still getting like our sea legs with the podcast. Yes. But I want, I think I want to figure out a way where we both have our favorite scene and our favorite line and okay. then somehow we can have people vote on it on instagram keep watching for um voting on our favorite scenes and our favorite lines and then i thought we could do like a steak rating out of five. Oh, okay for this Maybe. episode mm, yeah make sure we do out of 10 or out of five i think five okay out of five so i can go first so you can have a second think about okay. it um i gave it a three out of five steak Okay, I was going to give it a three and a half out of five. Can we do half steaks? Sure. You can okay. do as many decibels as you want because I feel like this is going to get complicated. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Uh, yeah, so I gave it three out of five. I just feel like it's a strong first episode, but it's a first episode. Yep. You know. Yeah. I mean, similar feeling. Like they just, they, you can tell they're still going to, there's going to be a lot more character development and they're just kind of getting their bearings straight in the first episode. Establishing yeah. everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. Did you end up watching the pilot? I didn't. Okay. There was a few things that I wanted to mention about it that I thought were interesting. Okay. Um, some things I thought were done better. Buffy's a brunette in the first pilot. Oh. Or she's really? at least much darker hair. Interesting. Maybe not totally brunette because Sarah Michelle okay. is a natural brunette. And Principal Flutie is Stephen Tobolowski. And he's like one of those actors that you've seen in everything, but you wouldn't know his name. Okay. And he was so great. Every time he saw Buffy, because he, he had more scenes, every time he saw her, you'd call her Bambi. Uh, Bambi, <laughs> Bunny. Oh, my God. He always get it, getting her name wrong. That's hilarious. And it was so funny. And he was I'm just gonna have to watch this. Okay. so good. And I've seen him. He was on, he's been in all kinds of shows throughout the okay. years. Like, you'll know his face. And uh, I thought he was perfect. And I was, like, disappointed that he wasn't mm. um, principal. Yeah, the principal they got was just, he wasn't, yeah, great. Um, and then I think it also said it was such bad quality, but I think I read somewhere that it said Berryman High School, no. Berryman High School instead of Sunnydale High School. So I don't know oh, what that was about. Okay. Willow was played by Riff Regan. Remember I told you Willow was recast. Oh yeah, you did say that. I don't know who that is. Yeah, just very different. Google her because she doesn't look anything like Alison Halligan. Huh. And they said that she was weirdly. They said that she was too timid. Even though the Willow we got was pretty timid. Yeah. And there just wasn't really good chemistry. Huh. between like her and Xander and stuff and I that was true I think okay. Al, yeah definitely better chemistry with Allison Hannigan and there's one scene I wish they would have kept and it was like Xander and Buffy walk through the like where they had lunch like kind of like the quad or whatever in front of the mm-hmm. school and he's like walking her through all the different social groups oh in the school. cute like, okay. the theater kids the this kids there's ones called like the dirty girls who don't shower and like different <laughs> groups and she's like oh which one do you belong to and he's like well i've applied to a few haven't heard back <laughs> it's, just, it's just a really good scene and i just yeah, wish they could have kept it very iconic for it a been, high school show yeah yes you see that kind of scene often and yeah. it's always funny 
the clueless. Yeah, I just like that walkthrough. I thought it was like a really good scene. Maybe it was cut for time. Maybe yeah. it was filmed again uh-huh. or, yeah, maybe it was filmed again, but it, maybe it was cut for time. I just thought it was really delightful and mm. I thought the episode would have been better for it. You get a little bit more in that favorite scene I was talking about. You get a little bit more Slayer Watcher exposition. Like you get a little bit more explanation about like Watchers and stuff like that. Okay. So I think that was, that'll all come. I guess you don't need it all in the first episode, but I yeah. thought that was different. I feel like in this episode, at least they gave more than like, I'd say a normal episode gives context and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was nice, at least. They, they like, did give they a kinda, lot. They delved into it. Yeah. Yeah, they did give a lot. The, the dusting. I can't remember how it looked in the um, the episode, the actual episode. I can't, I'm not recalling, but I remember watching the pilot how bad when the vampire was dusted how bad it looked it was like he kind of like dusted in stages like he was like and then it was dust and like that's just that again it's the same for like the vamp face change dusting gets much better okay it gets it grows it is like really good effect because i mean vampires are dusted like every episode yeah i think every episode but one vampires I had to check myself, but I think I know at least one episode, no vampires are dusted. So it's, a, it's, you had to get that right at some point. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but it was not good in the under pilot. Yeah. And then like the whole crypt fight happens and the opening scene too, with Darla and that guy happen on the, a stage in the, like, um, in the theater, the school theater. And there's like a plague and it happens. So there's a huge set on the, on the stage Oh. and all this stuff happens on the set. Uh, so it was like way more like production value than in the crypt. And they had, since they had already built it, I don't know why they didn't use it. Obviously, this is, reasons. This is the unaired episode. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. okay. So Buffy's fighting t- um, Luke and Darla and Thomas and all them on a set oh. for a play, which okay. was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was done really well. And I just I'm like they already built it. And they spent the money on it. I'm not sure why they downsized it to inside the crypt. Interesting. Not sure, but I did like that. It was cool. This version, there's no angel and no master. They're they're not in this episode. Obviously, they would come at some point, but oh. they're not introduced in this episode at all. Okay. I think it actually flows a bit better than the one that they actually ended up with because I think there's more walk and talks and like they're walking and talking and people are coming in and coming out and you're still getting all the information that you get in the or like the actual one that aired, mm-hmm. but like it just seems a bit more fluid. Yeah. Um. So I liked that. So, yeah. That was like in the guy in the beginning. That was a different actor as well. So they recast him, even though he don't think he ever even has a name. And then obviously Willow is recast. So okay, I'm gonna um, yeah, I'll watch it. I'm curious now. Yeah, it's interesting because you get all the same information mostly, mm-hmm. but it's all done in a presented a different way. And Josh thought it was like a horrible, horrible pilot, so he never even put it on the DVDs. Oh, wow. Like it was like an extra feature or whatever. Huh. It was never, it was never given. That's how bad he thought it was. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it was that bad. I just thought I'd throw some of those in there. It's on YouTube. It's not great quality, but it is there to see, which is, it's interesting. So I thought it'd be fun to do this little game with you since you haven't seen. And even some of these, like I would have to look up because they're so detailed. It's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be a spoiler. So basically I'm going to give you like a sentence for the next episode and then there's going to be a blank and you have to just guess what the fill in the blank would be. For the next episode, the one I haven't seen yet? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's just going to, you're never, I mean, you could guess right, but it's just going to okay. be a guess. Interesting. So in the next episode, The Harvest, a computer key is hit. Which key is it? Uh, it's got to be one of those control delete ones. Um, delete. Okay. Final <laughs> answer? Yeah. 
Okay. I just thought it'd be a fun little game to play. Wait, and you're not going to tell me the right answers, are no. you? I have to wait until next. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, until you watch it, you'll see it. Right. I'll find <laughs> it for myself. Okay. Yeah. But anybody playing along, you can, like, put your own, like, guess of what it is. I don't want it to be something spoilery, obviously. So if right. something that... That's fair. Know, yeah. Like, so-and-so dies. Guess who it is? Or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> okay. um, yeah. So something just a little fun, fun little fill in the blank. So that's it for the first episode. Thanks for joining us for Welcome to the Hellmouth. So right now you can find us on iTunes and YouTube. If that expands, we will let you know. If you want to contact us, you can do that on Instagram and YouTube at One Girl and All the World Pod. You can leave comments there, send us a message. And then if you'd rather send an email, we have that. And it's onegirlpod at gmail.com. I'm so glad you enjoyed the first episode. I'm very eager for the next episode, but I will try to make it my Monday night weekly ritual. So I'll wait. I'll wait. And I didn't mention that we are going to be recording. We we record on Tuesdays, which that could change, but that doesn't matter to the listener. Um, But we are going to post on Tuesdays because it's Buffy night and it has to be on a Tuesday. (laughs) That's got to happen. So you'll be seeing new episodes every Tuesday. So, yeah. And maybe we might take... Some like some breaks maybe between seasons a cut here or there, uh, but we'll just go along and see how we feel. Leave us some room for error. <laughs> so <laughs> hopefully that the ep- season episodes are together. So if we need a break in between, we'll do it at the season break. So yeah, okay. Well, thanks for joining us, and we will be back next week with the harvest. Can't wait! I can't wait to see what that computer button is. Yeah. <laughs>